0: I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone. It's Todd Screema and Jim Reed and the lovely Robin Lavasser. And this this is a podcast that usually gets sent out to our past clients. And we have over 400,000 of you. So thank you for wow. choosing Summit Funding. That is awesome. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, 28 years later, you have 400,000 people use your services you and keep coming back. Right. So we appreciate that. <laughs> gotta do a little something right um we we thought we would brainstorm a thought and that is how to how to invest in your investment and there's a lot of ways to take that a lot of ways to take that um the undercurrent is how do we invest our skills our money our knowledge in the proper ways. So it's kind of an elusive, strange topic. Robin, give us some context to it.
1: Well, I think, you know, we were talking about what helps past clients and and gosh, you know, you guys all being part of the homeownership club, if you will, right? You've done a loan in some way with some funding on, on a home. What we find though, is that I, I, while well, I was explaining to Todd, my first journey in homeownership and Todd and Jim, I bet you have a similar story. We bought a house It was, uh, I'm up in Oregon, but it was $135,000, small little cul-de-sac, three bedroom, two bath. And it was a little bit of the ugly duckling, the one that we bought as our first investment. And what I didn't know and that nobody taught me or spoke about at the time was investing back in the investment. Now, lucky for me, my husband's pretty handy. And our goal was to continuously work on the property, right? I think all people do this. They look at a house and go, gosh, this is what I want to do next to it, right? It's kind of your your canvas, if you will. But little by little by little, we worked on the property. And after three years, a different time, but we can make it all relative even to now. Um, after three years, we decided to sell it. We'd certainly outgrown it. And we made over $75,000 in profit in three years time, which was awesome. I will tell you that profit would have been probably less than half of that if we hadn't have done some of the work that we invested in. And so I talk about investing in the investment. We talk a lot about this to our kids. I think it's a great space for people to have knowledge of. And that was, hey, we would get a tax refund from becoming homeowners every single year and having a gaggle of kids. If you know anything about me, I've got five of them. So um, between children and owning a home, we would have a nice little tax refund. We would take that money and do not high-end flooring, but nice new flooring, right? Anybody ever ripped up all the carpet in the house and put in, you know, pergo floors, if you will, painting? Um, We didn't put granite in because we lived in a cul-de-sac as our first house that wasn't granite appropriate or necessary. We put in just a nice new Formica countertop, if you will, It cost, I I actually remember this, under $100 for us to recounter our kitchen with Formica at the time. Uh, Little bits that we were able to reinvest back in the house, which then created our house being one of the nicest on the block and creating a great profit for us to go invest in our next home. I see, Todd, and I think you guys probably have it as well, people get into homeownership without realizing that Even though it's going to grow naturally in equity, you also can play a part in creating more equity in your investment, and that's really what I thought the podcast could be about today. Is there's a way to invest in your investment to make it even more valuable if you're willing to do the work? And I would bet that Jimmy has a story where he's done some things around this as well. And
2: yeah, here's the problem. Here's the problem. I didn't agree with that (laughs) at all. I did, and I'm like. Here's the thing that I finally realized at 50 years old or so. Not only do you get the return on investment that you're talking about, but you get a quality of life that lifts up. So it's actually a double lift. It's not spent money. Like usually if you buy a boat, that's spent money. But if you add a porch... You get to live on the porch. You get to have more happiness at your home. And it pays.
1: Ooh, the double down investment. And I
2: don't else to tell you that I was a dip, dip about that. I didn't even, like, I didn't want to spend, right? I don't want to spend. I don't want to spend. I don't want to spend. But if you are going to spend money <laughs> on something, something that can give you a higher quality of life and have a return on investment, man, that makes a yeah. lot of sense to me.
1: And why not do it at the like, place you like you're spending the, the, the most time? Right, you're spending all this time. Do you like, you like do you like to sit, do you like to sit by the pool? hundred percent.
2: Would you would you would you stay home more often if you had a pool? Well, check this out. What I was told is, yeah, no matter how big your pool, it's only about ten thousand dollars more on resale. And at this is way back when you bought your home. This is the time period I'm talking about. And pools were twenty twenty thousand maybe, and I was going to live in my house seven more years. Well, in seven more years, it wasn't $10,000. It was 20 more for a pool. Every dollar I spent, and I got to live with a pool for 20 years. Like, it's double. When you when you reinvest in something you already have, as long as there's a return, there's a difference between luxury items and depreciating items than there are appreciating items. And investing in your house or investing in the knowledge about something you're investing in, the time that it takes, those are things that return double. Whenever you can find something that has a double return, and I think that's good. Mm, that's a good concept. Well, I um, love it. How me, did you let... hear
1: him about the double investment? To, like, gosh, it's just oh, it's such a nugget, Jimmy. I hadn't even thought of it that way. I'm like, you can make money, all these things. But to think like the enjoyment piece of it, Air conditioning is a beautiful one, you guys. Air conditioning adds massive value to your home. And you're super comfortable and get to enjoy it as well. But people shy away from it for the expense. And and yet there's a way to put it in there. And you're going to get that money back plus some. Very few purchases in life allow for that to happen. The enjoyment and you get your money back plus some.
2: Right. Here's another example. You got to join the club to go to the pool. Right? monthly or you can build a pool it appreciates and you don't have to pay the monthly right decrease in expense like, right so like someone always told me invest in things that they'll only kick off monthly but they also appreciate some things kick off monthly some things
0: appreciate but when they do both magic that's what. that's what smart people yeah let me wrap up Beau, on this by saying this um As we were sitting here talking, the way I think about life is to constantly invest into four things. And and to put a metric around it, it would be like an hour a day. So I was coaching someone last week. I said, hey, get up an hour earlier. Because she was saying, I don't have time to do that investment. I said, get up an hour earlier. And we were talking about her professional skills. So that's one of the four is work on your professional skills. I don't care what that is, reading a book, getting coached. Uh, learning how to do your profession in a much more valuable way so that you make more money. The second thing is invest in your kids. Most people don't, I think by and large, we don't struggle as much with that because it's easy to invest in your kids. Invest in physical assets, whether that's your 401k, whether that's the home that we were just talking about, whether it's your business, right? Invest in your physical investments. And then invest in your spouse or your loved one, your marriage. Invest in that. Like actively invest in it. Like you could do the love language test together one night. You could do another personality test. You could do, go see a marriage counselor, right, once a month. Um, So those are things I think to make a richer life, you invest in those things that move the needle. Those things move the needle. A new pair of shoes for me, I got 20 pairs of shoes. doesn't really move the needle. This costs me money. But those four and things that I talk about move the needle. Temporary needed. happiness. That's temporary happiness. Yeah, temporary. It's almost fake. It's like eating rice krispies for dinner.
1: <laughs> well, I <laughs> I love that. I think the other piece to this though is and, and it's listen, I'm not an expert on this by any means, but a really good resource is your real estate agent to help you not. Um, It's okay to overinvest, if you will, and sometimes that can happen in a house like someone will do a, I don't know if you guys all saw it, but Michael Jordan has his Chicago home on the market, and it's been on the market for over 10 years. To be fair, everything in the home is branded 23 with Michael Jordan all over it. So he wanted that when he lived there. Now he's struggling selling it to anybody because it's a little bit of an overinvestment. It's very large, very big everything. Just the upkeep, they said, was over $100,000 a year. That's an extreme example. But I think sometimes people can overinvest. It would be like in our cul-de-sac. If we really wanted granite when we were in our 20s in that cul-de-sac house, we could have done it. We probably wouldn't have gotten our money back for it. And so there is a level of overinvesting that might be for the joy piece of it, like you said, Jim. But I would just, uh, don't be afraid to utilize your real estate agent. Stay in that relationship with them. They'll help you make sure that you're keeping your home current and relevant without overinvesting or understanding your potential payback, if you will, for future
0: sale. 100%, 100%. Guys, we're out of time. Let, let's do this. If if <clears throat> You guys are all past clients. So if you need cash out of your house. You need to look at lower payments. You want to buy an investment house. You want to buy another house. That's what we're here for. We're, help- we're here to help you with that mortgage that allows you to invest in yourself on whatever that next stage is. So please use this as a resource. We'll be happy just to give you information. And if you don't, if you don't remember who your loan officer was, let us know. We'll search it and, and get it to you and get their, their cell number to you so that you can call them. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great month. Thank you, Jim and Raman. Appreciate you as always. Bye. Cheers. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.